I watch film, but I'd be honest, I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Steedy NFL on Twitter, and of course, I'm joined by me old buddy, me old pal at Ryan Peacock NFL. How are you, Ryan? How's tricks? Oh, I'm doing okay. But before we get onto football, I was at the range tonight, and my golf has gone from bad to really bad. <laughs> and yeah it hasn't been a good day because of that i was having a good day i've gone to the range i'm playing on saturday and i couldn't have hit any worse yeah golf is kind of a game like that you think golf like i was playing consistently i joined the club right i shelled out a ridiculous amount of cash i bought callaway everything i mean i have callaway bag callaway clubs and i didn't know they have a name for people like me it's a one brand w i'm not gonna not gonna get into it but i just thought here's what hell i was thinking all right i was thinking if i have a callaway driver and i'm used to well then i have to have callaway irons to complement you know as if i'm good enough to you know i need all of one club otherwise my game is gonna go to pot and i mean how bad is bad ryan and what are you doing are you playing a competition or are you just playing a course with some some cronies or what's going on uh, we're playing a bit of staple for golf. We go out with the society. Uh, this is how bad it is. Well, not bad, but this is how inconsistent it is, okay? Okay. So I've come second and third in the competitions. And I've won some money. Quality. I've come middle of the pack. And yeah. I've also come rock last. And I've also got the record for the <laughs> lowest score. So not. this is crazy. So yeah. this is literally, I'm, either, I'm up there, I'm down. So last time I went round, I lost 22 balls. 22? I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. It was that bad. But... I will say this, we played on a course in a bad area and there was a police helicopter in the sky the whole time and I just think I'm teeing off and I'm just getting the wind from that helicopter and it's pushing it in the bush. So I <laughs> don't think it's really my fault. And what, what, what do you mean it's a bad area? As in like the area on the golf course was poorly kept or was it like someone's going to... Actually, did you lose the 22 balls because someone stole them on you? Is that the type of bad area we're talking about here? Let's say yes. Any excuse, right? This is a new excuse, but I'll use that one as well. Yeah. yeah. Somebody stole them. By the time I got up there, they were gone. I made the mistake as well of getting Callaway balls. So I went and got the Warbirds and thinking, these are going to add some extra distance. Yeah. And I went I've out got... and I pretty much lost 20, 30 euros worth of balls. Yeah. I've got Callaways, but they're just lakeys. They're like the type yeah. of things where you get sort of 10 for three quid. Anyways, we best get back to football because, let's face it, neither of us are good enough to do a golf podcast. No, definitely not. But if the money's right, I'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot coming up. Uh, this kind of a, we're at a bit of a limbo here, aren't we, Ryan? Because we're going to be doing our Minnesota Vikings preview. But then again, we do our next podcast. It's going to be before the Minnesota game. So, look, the decision's still there whether we you know postpone it a day and not have the Monday podcast, have maybe a, a Tuesday podcast talking about sort of dissecting the Minnesota game. Uh, we'll decide that later however or hit us up on Twitter if you want us to delay the day or if your Mondays would just not be the same without our silky Irish and London at Towns is that silky? I don't know is it? you tell me I don't know is my accent silky that's the first time it's been described as silky yeah yours is quite low and deep you're like the Barry White of the UK Packers podcast well, I don't know. didn't we get didn't we get a comment saying I like the way your voice is slow and deliberate <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that mean for me fast and accidental I, who knows yeah uh, yeah yeah scatty scatty yeah just uh yeah i do sort of do stuff on the fly but come here let's get into it because we've a lot to get through we've got some cool news stories some good news stories some bad news stories but let's talk let's bring the bad news first maybe um sam shields out for a concussion doesn't look great ryan does it it doesn't and i think it's what is it? it's the second one now 
Second one in nine um, months. Yeah, he's had more. I think yeah. he's had up to four in his career, which is pretty. But the thing is, the thing is, I always find: can you really be susceptible to concussions? No, I think you're just unlucky. You just get hit in the mm-hmm. head in the wrong way at the wrong time. You have your head in the wrong position. Somebody, yeah. you know, so there's a lot of bodies going in a lot of different directions, and so look, this guy hasn't got. Yeah, he's got a history of concussions, but at some point, I think every football player in the league is going to have had a concussion either in sport in in the NFL at college at high school wherever. Yeah. So it is bad. Um now all the bits are there behind the scenes with doctors and the check-in and you know they they he's in the best hands and they're going to be looking out for his welfare. Um they won't let him come back until he's ready. But yeah, it's bad and concussions are always bad because obviously it's it's your brain we're talking about and we've all we've all seen the film concussion with you know Will Smith in it and all the rest of it. So we we know it's bad. We're more aware of it these days, and because we're more aware of it, players are better looked after when it happens. Yeah, but you know the the thing about it as well is is that a concussion happens, and there's the aftercare. But you know they're trying to look after the pre care. They're, tr- they're trying to prevent it. You know, but I don't think you can really prevent a concussion because, like you said, I mean, if you have your head down, look, it's a contact sport. I mean, you're gonna get concussions. You're gonna get torn ACLs. You're gonna get busted out knees, broken legs, broken arms broken faces I mean we've seen punters getting ran down and kicked in the face I mean this stuff happens in the pro game and it is really down to the players to say you know whether they want to take that risk and play in the game or whether they don't and they're trying to curtail that in the NFL we all know that now especially with the lawsuit I mean if it wasn't down to the money aspect of it all uh, you know this wouldn't even be an issue people would have concussions but I do worry about Sam Shields because it is his second one in nine months and concussions do have a lasting effect and each concussion compounds the next concussion that's how it works so we've seen it in irish rugby and i know i bring it back to irish rugby a lot but i do think it's comparison it's comparative um johnny sexton johnny sexton has famously had a ridiculous amount of concussions where at one stage he was held out of the game for a few months now whether that'll happen to sam shields uh, the jury's out we don't know because the only thing mike mccarthy's actually given us up to date is is that nothing has changed but the last concussion that Sam Shields had, he was out for four games. So I think, Ryan, we should prepare and expect for Sam Shields not to be coming back till about week five, I would predict. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I haven't seen anybody sort of say too much on it yet. So we'll just have to wait and see with that. But I think, I mean, I know we've now touched on the concussion subject and you could have a whole series of podcasts on concussion, um, which obviously we're not here to do tonight. But the concussion thing is a bigger and bigger issue now, and we're seeing players that are now leaving the game early. Uh, Chris Borland is a linebacker that played in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. um, and he's a guy that I really wish that year we would have drafted. I liked him; he's a fantastic player to watch. But he retired very early. I mean, I think he's only still like 25 now. He's retired from the game for, for concerns. The problem is that sort of player movement. You, you're never going to no. Everybody's not going to retire. And the problem is, is for every Chris Ballin that does retire through concerns of those injuries, there's going to be 10 players that would step up and take his place. So I think, yes, we're more aware of the issues now. The equipment's better. They're looking to improve the equipment every day to try and make make football safer. They've changed the rules. Um, and without, without doubt, it's the aftercare now that is so much better because we are aware and we finally accepted that actually, yeah, there is a problem. Yeah, people do see the seriousness of it. But to bring it back to sort of relevance then as well, you know, outside of the, you know, the concussion and the seriousness of it all is that the impact for the Packers now is that they're going to have to put someone in Sam Shields' place. So, I mean, it's looking like uh, Gunter or Rollins that's going to go in there. Now, famously, Rollins didn't have his best game 
you know in week one he was pulled after he was getting absolutely targeted which is strange because it's it's by Blake Bortles you know it's from a quarterback who isn't the Tom Brady who isn't the Drew Brees that can spot the weakest link and really prey on it but he still managed to pick out that Rollins uh, he's an you know he's an ex-basketball player this guy can really climb the ladder uh, but he saw that he wasn't doing too great so he picked on him and they had to pull him from the game now again he was instrumental in breaking up a pass later on in the game that effectively you know led to that excellent defensive stop by the Packers to bag the W um so Rollins might be back in there and what we've heard about Rollins character Ryan as well is having me that he's a he's a ballsy guy he's a confident guy he's confident in his ability you know and that's helped by the fact that Mike McCarthy comes out and says oh don't worry about Q like you know his attitude is that he's a go-getter he's the type of guy who doesn't get affected by this stuff and you know what I think he has a short memory he'll leave all that stuff behind him and he'll come out and have a good game but one sort of and again I don't know whether it's the Packers being overcautious but they're actually using Herb Water as the wide receiver at cornerback for the last two training sessions now. And, I mean, that could be interesting, couldn't it, that if they're going to try to use Herb Waters as, uh, you know, to fill in for, for Sam Shields. Now, I don't think he's up to the task, but it goes to show that, I mean, they're really planning for every eventuality because you don't know when you're going to get the next injury to the next player. Yeah, and I think that's probably all it is. I mean, we've seen the Patriots, they've quite often put a receiver on defence. I think Julian Edelman sometimes goes in there as some sort of, I don't know if it's a nick or a dime back or what it is, but he goes in. I, d- I don't think that's probably what this is. It probably is sake of just getting another player on the field um, to take some snaps, like say in, in the in the event that there is a is a, something really bad happens. Yeah, I don't think we have to sort of plan for that eventuality, but it is you know it's good to see that they obviously have faith in Herb Waters to get him in there. I don't think he's going to be used, but you know never say never. Um, and sort of to stick on the injury um, vein, Ryan, and to sort of go back to the Jaguars game just for a second and to sort of look forward then to the Vikes game. Jordy Nelson, back from an ACL injury. Um, you know, looking at the Jaguars game, would you look at that and say that that's a promising first step and do you expect much now out of Jordy in this Vikes game coming up? Well, let's face it, he got through it, right? So that was his, that was in, probably in his mind and most of our minds was can he take a hit because he hasn't done it all preseason and you know that in in training camp and all the rest of it nobody's allowed to touch that guy you know that's yeah. so he got through a game and he took some hits and so on he got a touchdown grab he probably wasn't probably didn't get all the targets and all the yards that he was getting when he was sort of back when he was uh, last playing but remember this guy's done very little work in the preseason so do you know what he did very nicely. What he did do was very good. There's, um, I, th- I can't remember the play. I think Rogers comes back and there's like a pass run option. He gives the ball to Eddie Lacy. And had he just stepped back and looked left, Jordy Nelson was wide open, would have walked in. So he could have had two touchdowns at least. Yeah. You know? So uh, very nice display, I thought. Um, the guys looked like they got it. The, the chemistry will only continue to build over the next few games. Yeah, now that you went on a rant the last time against the Jags, right? Now let me just go on a bit of a rant here regarding Jordy Nelson. And it's a good thing, so don't turn the radio off. Good rant. It's a good rant, right? It's a rant that the people who are saying about Jordy Nelson that he somehow fell off, that you can't come back from an ACL injury... Um, you know saying that oh well look it's obvious from his slow start you know he was sluggish because he did play short and he did play underneath you know but that's probably the game plan for him was to ease him into it like anybody else he ended up with six catches for 32 yards I mean you know that's not going to break any records and he got his touchdown but 
relax on the guy you know people need to calm down because in 2014 Nelson led all wide receivers on deep passes he had seven touchdowns of 20 plus yards so he is explosive and he will get back to that um, and against the Vikes in particular I mean he's had seven such t- seven touchdown passes in his career against the Vikes so he does well against the Vikings so if there's one team that he's going to sort of step out and break out it's going to be against the Vikes he's had some game time he's going to have more practice time and what I found was amazing and it's coming from the opposition is that Adrian Peterson came out during the week and said this and this is what clicked with me and I made a whole lot of sense he was on the phone I think it was the ESPN and I think it was Rob Domofsky or something it was his story Adrian Peterson came out and said tell Jordy this that the ACL that he has got repaired is stronger than the ACL that didn't tear so don't be gingerish about playing on your ACL go out play and ball because if there's one person that knows about an ACL injury it's Adrian Peterson because he got injured back in 2011 I think wasn't it and in 2012 he was the NFL MVP he ran for 2,097 yards he was only 8 yards shy of Eric Dickerson's record of 2,015 yards and that was broke to him by wasn't it Pam Oliver told him on the pitch or something like you're only 7 or 8 yards short he was like oh really and you can see he's kind of you know his heart broke you know and even against the Packers he got 210 yards in one uh, in Lambeau Field I think he got to 210 and then 199 then when they went to the Metrodome so an ACL injury does not mean oh well he's not going to be the same when he comes back I hate when people say that it can he can definitely be the same and the final thing that I end on with Jordy Nelson and to give people a bit of hope here is that Jordy Nelson didn't get at the ACL injury by being tackled he didn't get the ACL injury by trying to make a crazy cut and, and get up the field he jumped up and caught a ball that was a bit lofty from Aaron Rodgers in preseason on his own came down with no contact and tore his ACL so you know I think even Jordy Nelson came out when he was asked about it and said you know I'm not I'm not overly concerned about it the mental thing doesn't get to me because it'd be like being scared of driving that you think you're going to get into a car accident but the last accident you had on the road was on a horse you know because it's a different beast altogether is that he jumped up and fell down and tore his ACL so if it can happen that easily then don't be scared of going into contact and it happening because it happened so trivially before and it was it is it is Ryan isn't it described as kind of a freak accident so people need to lay off Jordy a bit it's not his injury that's holding him back is as you said it's the bit of lack of playing time that he needs to get into and to remember that torn ACL is stronger now than it was before he tore it and I think that's a yeah. positive thing and I'm looking forward to the season coming with him yeah and I think I think you're absolutely right I think the problem is with social media whether it be Facebook Twitter or wherever there's always that guy out there that wants to say something that gets some gets some favourites and gets some retweets and if you're coming out and just saying something that's run of the mill and obvious nobody's interested but if you come out and say something controversial start hating on somebody for some reason the social media world seems to love it and I think that's all that is somebody wanted a bit of attention to come out and said something if Adrian Peterson is telling you don't worry it's stronger and like you said there wasn't a drop off when he came back if anything he had you know played played the season of his life yeah um, and, and carried the Vikings you know so yeah Adrian Peterson this is the thing bit like the bit like the concussion thing where you know medicine's making things better and better and better an ACL injury is now not the end of the world it means you're out for a long time whilst you recover from it and have your operations and so on and so on but it doesn't mean it's an end of a career it's it's not that type of injury anymore and let me give you a bit of a paradigm shift here let me give you a bit of a perspective shift because now again maybe people I'll say this and they'll go okay yeah whatever that's not that major but this really made me think I was listening to uh, Irish radio here 
and they had a guy on talking about the Olympics and he was of course going through all of the you know the drugs in the Olympics and all this type of stuff and how it isn't fair so you know everyone knows that that's fine but he said there's a different unfair advantage in the Olympics that is outside of drugs that is entirely legal that doesn't have a level playing field for players and athletes and all this and what it is is it's the likes of people who have a hip injury or a knee injury like an ACL or whatever they get it surgically repaired and that surgically repaired limb is stronger than the one that they had before so even if you hadn't damaged your hip say i mean that you know you're gonna have sort of the fluid in there it's it's gonna you know it might be a bit brittle it might be a bit misshapen because nature is nature and not everybody's perfect the wear and tear you know and then what happens is that they they crush their hip or they they bust their acl and they get it surgically repaired and they get something plastic or something metal or whatever some synthetic put in there that is physically perfect is better than nature could make it for you and it operates better and it's monitored within a you know an inch of its life so all of those athletes out there who've had something repaired who are deemed to be weaker because they've had an injury are not weaker at all they're actually stronger so i'm hoping from nelson that you know when he gets into the flow of things and the offense gets clicking because ryan isn't there a lot about the offense that needs to click i mean we saw jared cook only get i think he got two targets he caught one and the other one had that massive defensive penalty I mean, you know, we still need to target the tight ends more. We still need to get Eddie Lacey up and running. You know, the offensive line then was kind of being tested in the first game because we weren't sure if we could break up in the holes for the running game because we'd Lane Taylor in there. I mean, so the offense needs to get clicking and Jordy is only a part of that offensive clicking. Sure, say. sure. And you think of preseason, Jared Cook would come good. He's, he's too good a player not to. Yeah. But most of his preseason, he was catching passes from Joe Callahan, who did a great job. He hasn't played a great deal of game time with Aaron Rodgers until this week. Now, he was targeted and, you know, there was a couple of opportunities he had. Um, You'll see him continue to build on that this week. Look, guys, do not worry about it. What's the alternative here? A slightly slow uh, victory, a slightly slow W in week one. It's still a W. It doesn't matter at the end of the season. It's how many W's he got. Yeah. Or play the likes of Aaron Rodgers all preseason so we come into game one and everything's all going but have the risk of injury. So if I'm a rookie coming into the league and I'm playing against Aaron Rodgers, my motivation for getting that, for making a name for myself, maybe getting a contract, is to hit and take Aaron Rodgers out of the game. So do you know what? I'm happy that he barely plays all preseason. I think they do enough in training camps and it, you know uh, down on the uh, Nitschke field and all that behind the scenes that, okay, if we come out week one and it's a bit slow and we get a W, all our players are healthy going into the season. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, so it's a slow start but it'll build and this next um, you know game is really going to be a test because look we like to talk smack and we like to have memes on our Instagram account search UK Packers on Instagram and you'll find some funny stuff on there but there's no denying Ryan that I know that they're not very deep at quarterback and they're kind of seen as a laughing stock or whatever the Vikings eked out the win last week they've got a tough defense they've got some massive um offensive weapons so they're not to be laughed at they won the nfc north last year and you don't drop off especially a mike zimmer team don't drop off um and again they're opening the new stadium and that has to be a factor too right yeah and i think yeah the, the vikings were 10 nothing down last week to to the titans now the Titans, I, I really have no idea how they do this year, but I, you know they're not going to be going playoffs. They're going to be a sort of an also ran in their division. Um, so, yeah, they probably expected to win that. Their probably biggest hurdle was could uh, could Hill do it at quarterback and could he do enough of a job there? Uh, and actually, he did very nicely. And Adrian Peterson, I think, only had 
31 yards, I think it was. Yeah, 19 and carries, thing, 31 yards. It's crazy. Yeah, exactly. And I think as a, as a team, I think they only had 64 rushing yards. So the thing you normally sort of associate with the Vikings, and obviously he's putting everything on Peterson's back, um, didn't happen. And actually, the QB play and the receiver play was good enough, and especially Stephon Diggs, to carry him through that that, that game. Yeah, so for more years, Stefan Diggs. Uh, I got stung at him on my fantasy team and benched him. I was thinking, anybody who's receiving passes from Sean Hill won't score many points. Wrong. Wrong. I mean, because he did. He scored a, a bunch of points. Now, one factor, you know, outside of all of the playing stuff here is going to be the new US Bank Stadium. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm salivating at the thought that the Packers can go in and open the Viking Stadium by running riot. I mean, that would really, you know, that would be excellent for me. How good that would that be to have that on the record? Now, I'm a West Ham fan, right? And I know last weekend against Watford, we're not talking that. But I am talking about we were the last team to beat Arsenal at Highbury and the first team to beat the Emirates. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how bad our seasons are. And it doesn't matter that Arsenal keep competing for Tarzan going Champions League. I've always got that over all my Arsenal mates. Oh, yeah. And it would be awesome to go into the Viking Stadium, first regular season game in, Vi- in that new Viking Stadium and win. Because we'll have that forever. We will always be the first team to win. Yeah, and it's bragging rights. And it is bragging rights because it's the NFC North. We want to beat the Bears, Lions, Vikings every single time. And if this is a nice little nugget to go with it to say, we bet you in your new stadium, it's brilliant. Because, I mean, this thing is impressive, Ryan. Have you seen it? I mean, they have the hospitality suites. They've got this sort of bar area down where the players come out. So they could literally touch the players as they come out. And then they have the horn back as well. They have that big bellow and Viking horn that plays. And they're saying that this stadium is going to be noisier than Seattle. So the noise will play a factor and if we look back at the game against the Jags uh, the crowd got so noisy and stuff got so crazy loud there that we saw some it was called embarrassing by Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy where they couldn't get the playoff and call a timeout then they tried to call a timeout straight after that which you can't do and they got to delay a game so it was shocking to see that you know they went out to to make the play then they had to call the timeout they had all the time in the world to call the same play but they still couldn't get it off and then of course they had that miscommunication where at the end of the game uh, half down by the red zone half the players thought it was going to be a run half the players thought it was going to be a pass He hand, Aaron Rodgers handed it off to James Starks and he got nowhere he got stuffed because you know the, the offensive line didn't open holes for him because half them thought it was going to be a pass play so communication can't be understated here Ryan can it because it's going to be a noisy place and they can't misfire like they did against the Jags no yeah and I, and I know places like Seattle and the Vikings and you know maybe if the Jags was loud last week although I saw just as many Packers fans inside the stadium as I did Jags fans yeah um, again just you know can't even sell out your own stadium <laughs> uh, but you know yeah it's always going to be a thing and definitely you know if you're the home team you make a lot of noise when the position's on offence and, and you go deadly silent when, when you're on offence so but that's that's a home advantage, and I think the I think the Packers can deal with that quite easy. That won't be an issue. Um, they can be as loud as they want. And if you listen to our podcast a few weeks ago, their stadium might be great, but their pizza is sucks. And uh, <laughs> I still haven't forgiven them for that sucky pizza. There you go. I mean, when it all if you boil it all down, Pro Football Focus spend millions each year, but let's mm-hmm. all boil it down to the pizza in the stadium. I mean, if you're charging, how much was it, Ryan? Nine dollars for a... something like yeah, eight and a half dollars for the most pathetic pizza of pizza ever. Yeah, you deserve to lose every game with that type of debauchery, that type of malarkey, that yeah, type I of mean, shenanigans. And the other thing as well is, like, I know the Vikings love themselves and they've never done anything, but what Viking have you ever seen in history that wears bright purple? I mean, come on, that's that's not a Viking, that's just laughable. 
It's more like it's more like that dinosaur guy. What's he called? Barney the dinosaur. Barney the dinosaur. Yeah, they're more like Barney. They should be called Minnesota Barneys. You see, Ryan, I think we're getting too deep with the analysis here. I think we need to pull it back for the casual fan. I always get a little upset and start running. You do, yeah. You start to pick out just everything. It's just like I hate that guy. Why? Look at the way he walks. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. just it's just the pizza thing. It's really got to me. Yeah. Ryan so. loves his food. Uh, come to the meet. We're having a meet on the first of October. If you want to see, we might set Ryan an eating challenge. In fact. Yeah, tweet us. Tweet us the eating challenge you want to give Ryan on that night that we meet on the 1st of October. There will be cameras filming from Green Bay and we're going to catch it on camera. Maybe he'll get famous. Maybe he'll do Man V Food, the English version. And maybe I'll no get way. to... No you know. way. You have to save the room for the beer. Oh, yeah? Come on, um, Wisconsin at heart. Yeah, Just no, beer. Beer and chips and cheese and that's about it. Sounds good to me as an Irishman. But if we come back then to the game, I mean, the, the main focus, I think, for the Packers, apart from trying to stuff Adrian Peterson, which they did really effectively um, last week against the Jags, the run stuffing was amazing. It just, I mean, it harked back to old, you know, when Dom Capers first came in and they were so proficient with stuff on the run, it started to look like the old Dom Capers run defense. Um, so that was amazing. So as long as they stop Adrian Peterson, but if you just switch to the defense now for a moment, I mean, Ryan, if it wasn't for the defense uh, in Tennessee the Vikings would not have won that game. Sean Hill wasn't really getting that and popping off. Um, and it looks like perhaps the rumor is that Sam Bradford is going to come in, so we're going to get a look at him. But the defense is what this is all about. And Mike Zimmer has some really tough defense. This is a blitz-heavy defense. They're going to bring so many rushers against A-Rod that he's going to have to do his improvisation. Aaron Rodgers is 3-3 three and three, or 3-3 three and three against Mike Zimmer <laughs> defenses. Um in the last two games, A-Rod's been sacked seven times. So what we're looking to have here is this is going to be another stern test for Lane Taylor to see if the O-line can hold up. Let's see if David Bakhtiari can earn that big money that he's after getting, that they can protect protect Aaron Rodgers and he can do his usual ad-lib and action that he usually does. Yeah, look, it's fine. it's fine. They're going to blitz a lot and, and more than likely they are going to get to Rodgers a couple of times because that's football when it happens. Um, but our line proved last week that they, they can deal with it. I mean, Lane Taylor, you mentioned him again then. At some point, we're just going to have to let this guy off the hook. He dealt with Malik Jackson yeah, um, and did did brilliantly well dealing with him, so much so that we didn't even talk about him all through the game. A commentator only mentioned his name, I think, on the first play. Um, now, yeah, their defences are always good. Now, if they start rushing everybody and sending the house all the time, the Packers will start to read that. They'll change their plan. And then what does that do? It opens up. The, the, the passing game because everybody starts coming it opens up the screen passing game it's it's just going to create holes so yeah you've got to deal with one problem but you've got to find the way in which you can spin that round and take advantage of the fact there's now less players uh, on the opposing side of the ball in that back in, in sort of their backfield yeah I mean with slot receivers like Cobb and I mean to an extent Nelson kind of operated like a you know well it was a short receiver anyway playing those those short routes you know, if you have Nelson and Cobb there, and again, maybe send Devante down down the field, you know, just as a distraction, they're going to do well because they can dink and dunk their way down the field. Now, if they are going to blitz a lot, uh, we might have some issues with the run game. But again, with a healthy Eddie Lacy, I mean, he didn't look... He looked better uh, uh, last week, but not something that you'd say he's going to break off a massive run. Uh, he did have one really long run, I think, on, was it, wasn't it a fourth and one? I think he, he ripped off like nine or ten yards on that, which got us you know, some extra change. But maybe our run uh, might suffer a little bit with the blitz. And if we keep throwing those bombs, keep dinking and dunking, 
Um, I think that it might open up the run game later on in the game. Um, but certainly, I think their defense is going to be the hardest part of this game, especially a Mike Zimmer-led defense. Sure. And I mean, we're talking their defense. Our defense last week was, I would say, on the whole, quite quite impressive. Yeah. You've already talked about, uh, you know, sort of defending the run. And last week, um, obviously, Peterson and Asiata, and he, he shouldn't be slept on as well. This Matt Asiata can damage us as well if, if we let him get going. So those two guys are actually both very good backs. And if we can stuff the run like we did against the Jags against these two, then I think that means we are really the real deal in terms of our run defense. Now, place that we were a little bit poor last week, if, if we could say anything was needed improving, was obviously our secondary. And obviously you already mentioned earlier that Rollins had had some issues last week. Yeah. You know, the Jags receivers, just the two leading receivers in Hearns and Robertson got uh, 140 yards plus between them. You know, we already just mentioned Stefan Diggs. There's other players uh, on, on that Vikings offense. We can't let them get going. No. Now, I think in training this week, there was so much good. The linebackers looked good. The defensive line was good. The secondary would have been drilled. You know, they did some good stuff as well, obviously. You know, there was plenty of good stuff in there. But obviously, as is always with anything, the, the, the bad things tend to stick in your mind and, and you sort of just expect the good things. And, and that's probably because we've had such good football with Green Bay now for a number of years that, that we probably expect a lot all the time. Um, so I think they'll have done, made, those, made those improvements. I think our D will look a whole lot better this week. It'd be great if we can stuff the run again. Um, I'm actually going to imp- say, after what I saw in week one, I'm going to predict that the Packers are a top five defense by the end of the season. Yeah, and I mean, they're you know they could shape up to be a top five offense, which means that a Super Bowl run is very likely. But they're gonna you know they can't sleep on special teams either. Cordell Patterson is absolute; he's an animal. And again, what sticks out in my mind when I even say his name now is that beautiful play Mason Crosby made, where he ran up behind him and slapped the ball out for the fumble last year. And we had Mason Crosby on the podcast and spoke to him about it. And even he says that's one of the highlights of his whole career is the fact that he was able to make a play in the ball. He said he could see you know he could see the pigskin and thinking, Jesus, I'm gonna get to that. So I made a dive, slapped it out, and we ended up. Um, getting it off him but again that seems like a once-off for Curderell Patterson the guy's an absolute animal but do you know what Ryan I do like the fact that the Vikings now are becoming the new division rival where the Bears used to be because the Bears have been kind of a laughing stock now again to a true Packers fan it's always going to be the Bears and um, it's never going to be you know the Vikes are never going to take it over now they still are you know rivals or whatever um, but I like the fact because for so long Green Bay have been given this thing of oh yeah, well, of course you win your division because look at the other three teams, you know, and it's kind of been seen that Green Bay get a free pass, whereas now would it be more competitive with the Vikings? You know, I think it's good for Green Bay because it makes their standard a little bit higher so that when they do go off and play other teams outside the division, that they have been tested within their own division and it's not sort of a walkover. So this yeah. is exciting stuff, you know, when you see the Vikings have this sort of dominance, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... Basically, sort of competition breeds excellence, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, if you've got somebody pushing you for your spot or your position, whether that be at work, uh, in your in your sports team, um, in this case, in your division, then you've got to get better and better. Now, I still wouldn't write the Bears off. I mean, I know we love to get on Cutler, and, and the interception he threw the other week was fantastic because there wasn't even a Bears player in about a 30-yard radius of where he threw the ball. <laughs> Um, which was just brilliant, and I, I actually watched it backwards and forwards several times because it's just brilliant. Yeah. But um, yeah, don't write the Bears off. I mean, it is a strong division. Um, it is nice that we've got a competition in Vikings. Um, it would be even nicer if we can beat that 
competition come Sunday night. Yeah, um, and one other area that I want to mention, actually, just before we get off the topic, is Blair Walsh. What's happening with Blair Walsh? I mean, they got to the playoffs, he muffs the kick, and last week he did not look good. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, as we've said before, you know, I've I've got great experience in this. (laughs) Finally, you're admitting it. I love it. (laughs) Kicking's an incredibly difficult job. (laughs) Of course, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I guess it's going to happen. Uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, you need to you need to have a short memory in sports, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. Either way, because if 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 you're constantly thinking about when it was good, you're essentially a Liverpool fan. I'm just joking, <laughs> guys. Don't jump on me. But if you're constantly thinking about when it's good all the time, you forget to focus on the now, and things sort of fade away, or you get complacent. If something bad's happened in the past, and you're constantly focusing on the bad, 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 you you never get over it, and you never move on, and you never get better. So he'll be coming into this week fresh mind. Um, you know he'll he'll be backing himself. They're inside, uh, at home, and it, it, I'm sure I'm sure he'll, he'll he'll be. You know he's a kicker. He's he's only got to put it through the posts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, but I mean statistically, if you look at him, he's the third worst kicker in the last while. You know his his completion percentage. If that's what you can call it for kicks, his field goals made. He's at eighty percent, which is the third worst. Uh, the only people behind him are Caleb Sturgis and Greg Deleg Zerline, who was massively touted when he came out of college. He's one of the strongest kickers ever. Mm. Um, it is a worrying thing for the Vikes. And again, do you know what? Like when I see skilled positions like this fail, it's like when we saw Mason have his struggles. And it wasn't because, well, it was, of course, because he was a Packers player and you're sort of thinking, Jesus, you know, stop making mistakes. I feel for you. You know, the fans turn on you then because it's one of those things where you're just expected to make the play. I mean, imagine Aaron Rodgers coming out with the pressure of you have to complete every pass, which he'd probably need, to be honest. Um, But, you know, when you see a kicker struggle like this, it's like when you see a golfer struggle. um, No offense, Ryan. Uh, you know, you look at them and sort of go, it's, it's kind of a case of the yips. You know, you're kind of looking at them going, I feel bad for you because once they go off that sort of cliff after a while, sometimes there actually is no return for some of these players. Um, so Blair Walsh, get well soon <laughs> <laughs> well maybe yeah not. maybe not um i tell you what one of my just before i know you said just before we get off this but uh just quickly and before we do maybe a bit of a score predictor um one of my favorite stats actually from the jags game last week was that the packers held the jags to four out just four out of 15 third down attempts and i thought yeah it doesn't really tell the story though because they also converted on quite a few fourth downs but um yeah, stats are great, aren't they? You can you can paint them to tell any picture. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so, I heard people say that. All right, just going like our third third down defense was amazing, but yeah, your fourth down was kind of crap. So um, yeah, yeah it, but yeah, go on then. Score predictor because we asked we asked the big Twitter follower in earlier just before we came on. Yeah, um, and basically it was, and obviously I didn't think the Vikings win would get too much traction, but they did 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 get about six percent. And it was basically Packers by more than seven, Packers by less than seven, Vikings by less than seven, Vikings by more than seven. Um, our fans, 54% of them are going that Packers will win by more than seven points. Do you think that's realistic? Um, it's hard. It, you know what? It it comes down, like we said, it comes down to the noise of the stadium. Does the offense click? Did it bring the tight end into it? Is Jordy okay? Ugh. You know, and did the Vikings defense that showed up last week show up this week and Aaron Rodgers picked them apart? I would like to hope that the, the offense, you know, gets off fire and scores on their first possession for the Packers. And I think that Minnesota don't have the answers on offense. So to answer mm-hmm. you, I do think it will be more than a touchdown score game. I think that it will either be a low scoring game where we hold the Vikes to maybe a running touchdown, maybe two field goals. And I reckon the Packers maybe get, you know, the 
maybe the two three touchdowns um with a field goal or two thrown in there too um, but i don't think it's going to be a 50 burger um, so yeah i think we win by more than a touchdown maybe by 10 uh, but i don't think that we're going to break 30 points i reckon it's going to be in the 20s for us what do you think fair enough i'm going for a win by 14 yeah we're going to score two more two more scores than them but that's just because i don't back up anything with facts and i just <laughs> just just drink some beer and shout it out okay yeah well that's what we need we need balance you know we need balance yeah we do we do you know you 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 can be the research guy and i'll just be the guy that you know eats some eats some burgers eat some pizza as you keep painting me as the food guy guy. and drinking some beer and then i'll just shout something out and i'll go with it so there we go the man's man of the podcast uh so yeah i think we should probably park it there um now i i I, do you know what i really want to park it park it because i know what's coming and after what happened last week when I got you, and you got me before that. Yeah, you did. You did get me, but kind of almost like if you could give a half point, because I got it in my three. I was impressed. I was very impressed. Okay, thank you. So I got a half. No, point you don't get a half point though. We're oh. only winners around here. We don't give points for losing. All right. Okay. I just thought we were going to go like sort of typically sort of British and okay, you know, we can have a tie or a half point. No, no, no. We're not no, doing that. no. An Irishman hosts okay. his podcast. There's no way you're getting away with that kind of crap. In Ireland here, we're men's men. You know what I mean? Like even the arms of the chair okay. sitting on his tattoos. Okay. Do you know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. okay, Mr. Ireland, calm down because I've got a question that's going to get you. And I know it's going to get you because I know you don't follow it. So this. Hold on. This, hold on. Son- this Sunday night. Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, hold on. What do you mean I don't follow it? This is a f- American football question here, not about cricket, because we know how I feel about cricket. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. I follow cricket. I don't know anything about it. But <laughs> here we go. So it's American football. Okay. It is American football. Right. And obviously, Sunday night or Monday morning, if you're over here. Yeah. Uh, oh, Vikes, Vikes, a... Packers question. Deadly. Yeah. Uh, so not really. More state orientated, so we're going Minnesota or Wisconsin football rivalry. Now, obviously, the great Wisconsin Badgers and the little team called Minnesota Golden Gophers have had a long-running rivalry. Now, what is the trophy that the two teams play for every time they meet? College football on a yeah. Packers no, podcast. You... Are you serious? Yeah, well, I just it's it's a point for me. Because you don't follow NCAA. You're all Packers. I don't. But let me hit you with this. Is that for the radio slot that we do on Irish radio, I had to cover the college game that come over here. So you know that I don't watch college football because you just yeah. got all excited about going to the Badgers game when you just went over to Lambeau and all this type of malarkey. Okay. Yeah, but hang on. What? The, bad, the Badgers and the Golden Gophers didn't come to Ireland. I know that. But I start looking into that college game and I was thinking do you know what I'm not going to be the, the, the schmuck here right who's everyone's going on about oh I love the Badgers yeah the Badgers are so great so I start reading up about the Badgers because we're going over to Lambeau and some of the lads are going to the Badgers game so would you believe now I, what's amazing about this is I know two things right one of them is is that when when Boston College took on Georgia Tech in Ireland I know all about their history 
I know all about Heisman and how he was the coach and all this type of lark, right? And that caught me reading. I was like, okay, like, why do I know okay, all about... This... I know it's a long run-up. I know it's a long run-up, but I'm going to make it each of them. I was going to say, because you're not getting anywhere nearer to the question. <laughs> I'm getting on. there. What I'm saying the is... The listeners of the podcast, you'll know that obviously Steve does like to talk ramble, right ramble, ramble. the way yeah, around yeah. it and then just come all the way back and hit you I'm going to hit you so... with it. I'm going to hit you with it. Good. It's, it's like a plot twist at the very end. So what I'm saying is, as I looked into two things, one was that game because I had to cover it on Irish radio and I may, maybe sounded like an expert but had, had no breeze. And the other thing is I started to look into the Wisconsin uh, stuff. And of course, I read all the Wikipedia pages. And the one thing that stood out to me was Paul Bunyan's axe. Gotcha. That's the trope. Because I read it first and I was like, what's that all about? So to fill in the listeners and to fill in you, because I think, did someone tweet you in that question or, or what happened? No, 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 no. I just thought this was my chance to talk badges on the po- on, on the Packers podcast. I know, yeah. But and usually I'm clueless. This is, this is I beautiful. Knew, I knew because I, I could tell straight away <laughs> my gamble hadn't paid off because you got so excited about answering it. Oh. So, yeah. Um, oh, this is, re- this is sweet. See, re- really now, that's not fair. I should be able to retract that question no. and ask a new question. No, it's, you know what? It was like oh. that question we did a few uh, weeks ago, wasn't it? The, I asked who was the quarterback who passed for more or whatever and you got it because you happen to be watching some type of special this is the type of thing that happens especially when you try to sucker punch me with college football because I know nothing about college football but to give people a background okay. of that it's as far as I remember it's it's actually an axe isn't it it's like a six foot tall axe and they, they yeah. engrave it and stuff they used to have it on the field apparently this, this, what, this is why I remember it because of this I thought this was hilarious that whoever wins that series gets to keep the axe and they had it on the sideline they used to always have it on the sideline and whoever would win it the lads would so if you had the axe and you'd won the last game and you won you'd run with the axe from your sideline up and sort of ceremoniously chop down the goalpost of the opposing team it was kind of cool and if the team who didn't have the axe won they get to leg it over to the opposing team's sideline which you know gets you a slap if in a in a regular game they get to steal you know in quotations the axe take it and run down and ceremoniously chop down the other the other crowd's goalpost but you know what they actually had to stop that i think it was like two or three years ago because when the lads got the axe and ran down to chop down the other goalpost i think um wisconsin had won and they'd, they'd ran down to minnesota's goalpost the lads from minnesota surrounded the goalpost and wouldn't let them do it so this skirmish kind of broke out <laughs> now can you imagine having a six foot tall axe with like these ridiculously strong dudes and a skirmish breaking out on the field that is not what you want like oh it sounds great but I'm just going to try and get at least a little bit out of this one and try and try and save myself a bit. Before the axe, there was actually a different trophy, okay? And for some reason, this trophy went it went missing. And and before you say it, no, I was not the guy to go over there and steal it. But the old trophy used to be called the slab of bacon, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I'd, I'd I'd not heard of this until until I just looked up some bits on this question that I was going to get you yeah. on. And didn't and didn't, but yeah, the slab of bacon they used to play for. Now, how good is that? You play a football game and then play for a trophy called the slab of bacon. Whether it was an actual slab of bacon, I don't know. That's nuts. But apparently, the trophy went missing, and then a couple of years later, Paul Bunyan's axe started to get played for, That's and hilarious. you got the question. So that puts that puts Team Ireland up three two, does it not? I'll take it. I'll take that, and I'll have to give you some type of college question the next time for you. Test your real knowledge, because do you know what? You talk a yeah. big game when it comes to the Badgers, but. Let's Let's see if you've got the metal behind it. We'll see. We'll see. And we should have I'm a prize. Have to get lucky. What's our prize for the end of the season? Do we have a slab of bacon or a, an axe? Or I, I reckon, yeah, we could get maybe we could play for a little Paul Bunyan's axe. <laughs> or, or is it not the fact that you win? Is it that the loser has to do some kind of penalty? Okay. Let's put it out to the listeners. I mean, what do you want the the loser to do at the end of the season at the Super Bowl meet? That's perfect. 
So at the Super Bowl get together, what's the forfeit that we have to do in front of everybody if we lose? Okay, okay, I like it. There's going to be a lot of people there. Oh yeah, the shame is going to be real. And <laughs> uh, now we don't have time again to do uh, Brett Favre Friday. We'll have to cut it there because I'm sure you've had your fill of our man banter. So from myself at DDD NFL on Twitter, from the group at UK Packers, and of course from the co-founder of the group, the Big Daddy himself at Ryan Peacock NFL. It's goodbye for now. Goodbye.